Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good afternoon. Oh, sorry. Good day. This is Tommy <laughs> Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is the final week of August. Coming up on two momentous events, the Labor Day weekend and the state ECU football game. Um, as y'all know, I'm a graduate of North Carolina State, and I live in Greenville, and I have had more fertilizer handed my way this week than you can shake a stick at. And more questions of why don't you support ECU since you live in Greenville? Um, we're not going to get into all that, but yes, that's true. It was, and, it was, um, it was funny. We were actually having a conversation with somebody, uh, one day last week, I think I, I, I can't remember what it was. And, and you said, if, if you lived in, in Raleigh, would you pull for state? Well, that's not the same thing. So I called him a liberal, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I digress. It should be a, um, an interesting game. Nonetheless, uh, I think it could go, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out, um, uh, regretfully, I believe you're correct. I would like to think we're going to walk all over, but I don't think that's the case at all. On paper, you should, but paper doesn't mean anything when it comes to uh, emotions. Especially um, state football. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are financial plans. Let's discuss that instead. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, my name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We're an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aiden, which is right outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we are regularly rotating on it. It has uh, our contact information as well as our physical location. I forgot my spiel for a second. Uh, it has a place if you have a question or want to request an appointment with us. There is a place to fill in your information, your phone number, your email, your, your name, and we will be in touch with you. Um, it has links to our social media, to our Facebook, to our YouTube channel, and our Instagram page. It has upcoming events, and the next one is uh, next Tuesday. It is uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, September the 6th at 6 p.m. Uh, it is our Halftime Report webinar. Um, we've kind of been talking about this for a while, but it is our kind of check checkpoint for, for the year. Uh, even though we're, we're past half the year, we're, we've just compiled the first half of the year's financial data with the markets, the economy, things like that. And so we're going to review what we predicted at the beginning of the year with our state of the markets webinar back in January. We're going to kind of review and, and check to see how close we were with our predictions or, or what we were wrong about. Unfortunately, this year, I think we were right about a lot of things. Uh, the writing was kind of on the wall, so it's pretty hard to get that wrong. But <clears throat> Excuse me. This is going to be a, a, a very informative webinar. Uh, it'll be over Zoom. There's a place on the website to register for it. But it will be very, very informative. Uh, very little of our, this is what we think, this is how we feel. This is going to be strictly numbers, data, statistics, graphs, and the analysis of it. Now, we'll make it interesting, and, and I, you know we're not just going to spout numbers at you for 30 minutes. But it is very there's going to be a lot of really great information. So I, I would encourage you all to come out and join us again on, on Zoom, um, September the 6th at 6 p.m. We do this every year along with our State of the Markets webinar. It, it always, it's always a source of really great information. There will be a time to ask questions. So um, again, I invite you to, to come out and join us for that. 
And then last but not least, it has the, the website has the podcast, uh, Taking Care of Business, or a launch page for the podcast. It'll take you to like 19 different places you can listen to the, to the podcast if you want to catch up on a, on an old episode or, or listen to some older ones. Uh, so I encourage you to give us a follow there. And, um, and I think I am done marketing ourselves out again this week. So we're going to jump right in. What are we talking about today? Well, last week we talked about the importance of a individual having an investment philosophy. And why, if you don't have one, you're just kind of wandering aimlessly through the woods. Yep. So this week, we thought we'd talk about the investment philosophy of the Journeys Group. Yep. And that would help people determine if we potentially would be a good fit for them or if our beliefs are so far off their beliefs, it's not even funny. Yep. Uh, and, and part of that, uh, kind of a two-part show, you've heard us talk a lot about, we've mentioned active versus passive investing a lot, and that really ties into our investment philosophy, that that whole debate. So we're going to talk a lot about, going to go and kind of go into that as well. There's a lot of information about it out there because it's a kind of an ongoing, raging debate. Um, but we'll we'll kind of talk about our, our beliefs, our philosophies, and then kind of end up with that. So what do we, what is the Journeys Group's philosophy? What do we believe about investing? Uh, well, no, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I, th- I thought you were going to say something. No. Um, well, from a, a fundamental point of view, we believe that the markets are efficient, that the stock market is efficient, that the stock market it will go up and down, but over, over, over a lifetime, over a long-term period. And when I say long-term, I'm talking 10 or 15 years plus. Over a lifetime, the stock market will return a positive return. We also believe that no one knows what the no one knows what the market's going to do. No one can predict what the market is going to do. So that means nobody can beat the market. More importantly, so how, what does that mean with our investment strategy? That means that we keep things very very inexpensive. We buy a fund and we hold the fund for ten, fifteen, twenty plus years. I mean, right, now why do we do that? Why? Okay, uh, number one. Because we believe, again, we believe the markets are efficient. So I'm going to get into a fund and I'm going to let the fund do what I know it's going, excuse me, what I know it's going to do. All right. If I know that it's going to return a positive return, why am I going to go in and make a whole lot of changes? So that's the reason that. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That's okay. okay. Very rude of you. (laughs) No, so that's on the philosophy side. But from a strictly, uh, from a money side, by buying and holding, that's more of your return going into your pocket. If I'm not going in constantly and changing things and buying and selling, uh, I'm not incurring fees. So I'm keeping fees lower, which means more of the return that the stock market's giving me is going into my pocket. Uh, last week, we talked about how a good investment philosophy should be really boring. We we believe that anyway, that a, that a good investment strategy should be incredibly mundane and incredibly boring and not flashy. And that's exactly why we believe in this buy and hold strategy. What did, did, did I say what you were thinking or were you yeah, thinking something no, different? Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it, investing should be boring. Investing should not be, ex- I mean, you can make it exciting, but if you make investing exciting, you're incurring, you're inviting risk. Uh, and as long as you're okay with that risk, uh, I mean, I guess that's okay. But to us, that's just, that's not the way to, that's not the way to handle investing with a purpose or investing with a strategy or a goal like we talked about last week. You know, if I'm if I'm investing for retirement, I don't really care and if I'm investing for retirement and it can be exciting and get the job done but it's risky or it can be boring and get the job done and be less risky. All right, as long as the job gets done, why do I care how we get there? We we had a conversation with a client uh two a couple of years ago, I think. It was it was I think it was like right before COVID where 
I think he, he was averaging, uh, he was in his late fifties and was averaging, uh, about six or about six or six and a half percent. And on paper, he had achieved the amount of wealth he needed to retire in two years. And we met with him and he was saying, you know, I, I heard the other day from, from another guy that he can get me 12%. And your question to him was, why do you want 12%? You know, you, you have run the race, the slow and steady strategy worked, the buy and hold strategy worked, you're there. Why do you want to invite more risk when you're two years away from retirement when you don't need to? And I think a lot of people fall into that trap of, oh my gosh, this is so boring. I need something more exciting. All right. Um, are you, are you willing to risk your future and your retirement just so you can have a little bit of a thrill? Uh, to me, that's just, that's foolish. Well, it seems to me that, um, and again, I've been doing this 38 years and the vast majority of people, their, the classic line that come into our office is, um, we're almost to retirement. So I thought I'd better go ahead and start, start thinking about this stuff. And yeah, I'd say probably 60% of them are okay. They've got enough money, but the other 40% are, are disastrous. But one of our philosophies is that you, the earlier you start your invest, your, your financial planning, the cheaper it is. Um, I don't know that I'd even call that a philosophy. That's just a fact. Well, it is. Well, that's yeah, true. But yeah. I mean, but but if you need life insurance, it's cheaper when you when you're young when you buy it. If you uh, want to save money for a a for retirement, it takes less money now than it would be twenty, 20 years from now. now. Yep. Um, and so we we have three philosophies. Number one is have a plan, not have a vague idea, not have an abstract concept. Have a plan, a specific plan. Now, that plan can change, but specifically, if we're talking about retirement, how old do you want to be and what income do you want? Now, again, that can change, but if there's not uh, a target or an end game, there's no way we, we can design it. Number two, once you have your investment philosophy, stay with it, or plan rather, stay with it. Um, stay with it, even though, as George says, it's not going to be the most exciting thing you've ever done. But for the next 15, 20, 25, 30 years, stay with it. Yeah, if, if you're looking for a thrill, go get a hobby or something. Don't, yeah, really. don't, don't use investing as a um, hobby. <laughs> and last but not least is monitor it. If, you're per, if you don't hear from your person every three to six months, they're not doing their job. Uh, things change. You change. Let's suppose that um, uh, you're going to retire at 62 and – you lose your job, and you can't retire at 62. you got to retire at 65 or 66. Plan has to be adjusted. So don't just, don't just blindly follow through. It, it's, um, it's really interesting when we try to help people to figure out what they're trying to do. Uh, from a professional perspective, if, if you tell me that, hey, I'm, I want the best return I can get, that just, that's okay. I would like to be in the best shape of my life, but I'm not willing to put the work into it, you know. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but you need to pay as much attention to your uh, retirement, your, to your um, uh, financial planning as you do to just your normal life. Because it's, I mean, and we just see so many people that just, 
don't don't look at it until it's too late. Yeah, or they, or they pick their head up one day where where they're I mean right around the corner from retirement and say, oh, I guess I better start thinking about this stuff now. It's like mm, I mean you might be okay, but uh, you're about ten years too late. Unfortunately, uh, some sometimes people are just it's just too little, too late. Or at that point, it would take so much. You would have to save so much that it's just not attainable. So um, pay attention. I, yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing is just pay attention to this stuff. I mean, get the plan. Again, have a plan. Don't have a, don't just have a portfolio. A portfolio is not, um, this is going to sound harsh. Anybody can put together a portfolio. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, obviously it takes a certain amount of, of knowledge, but anybody can put together a portfolio. Not everybody can put together a plan. We have some people coming in uh, today, actually, that, um, and I'm not exaggerating, literally, and they have done very well for themselves. They, they're going to be able to retire with no sweat plan of assets but they have literally 18 different accounts and uh, although they've done well they've saved well they could have done so much better uh if they had minimized the fees and exposure and kind of condensed everything now in their case because they have done well they're going to be okay yeah that really matter um but um matter i'd say they're in the golly the top five percent of savers i've ever met but if they had not been prolific savers uh, they would be in trouble because they've just um, – they literally probably have eight or nine different advisors, and uh, they're just kind of whatever they're – you know, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that kind of thing. And and they're super intelligent people. They know a lot about finance, but they've just never taken the – and they'll even tell you, we just never – we just save money, never taking time to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got plenty of money, you can get away with that. And in this case, they – they do well, plenty of money and the discipline to save money. Yeah, too. But if yeah. you if you're one of those people that not sitting on two or three million dollars, then um, this is a disaster waiting waiting to happen. Yep. Um, and again, it's really interesting. These are people that are high paying jobs, super intelligent. Uh, one of them worked in finance for years, um, and fortunately, they're going they're going to be able to get away with it because. But they literally have eighteen accounts at uh, probably seven different institutions. And I mean, we're estimating that they're, uh, they're paying in excess of thirty to $35,000 a year in fees they don't have to pay. Uh, and again, just because they never really made a plan. They, yeah. they, they went a very gen- general concept of, I'm going to do this or, you know. That yeah, kind of I'm going to do this and one day I'm going to retire. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's our, that's our, I was going to say that's our portfolio. That's our that's our philosophy, and and our that that that's our philosophy. So how do we go about again? Like we talked about last week, we talked about how philosophy and strategy go hand in hand. That the your philosophy is your belief about why you invest the way you do, and the strategy is is how you invest specifically like on a uh, a technical or a fundamental side logistically how do you invest money so let, let's kind of go into that a little bit we, we hadn't talked about this in a in a, in a while and, and it's something we really like to talk about active versus passive investing now at the journeys group our investment strategy is always passive investing always uh, for a number of reasons but <clears throat> what what are the, what's the difference between the two well um Start with active investing. Active investing is that really thrilling, excited style of investing or exciting style of investing that I was talking about earlier where you believe that you can beat the market uh, or any any individual believes that they can outperform the market through their own skill and knowledge. Uh, 
it ain't possible. Uh, I don't care what the research says. And it's really funny. No, that's all, it. The research the, says this ain't possible. All yeah. the all the research says that because uh, people have been trying to prove this prove this for probably 50 years. All the research says that when it comes down to it, like I think like 90% of the time, a passive portfolio will outperform an active portfolio. Um, so the, the whole thing behind an active, an active investing portfolio is that I believe I can outperform the market. You know, I believe that I can, and, and I'm willing to pay fees for that, for that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so that, because that's, that's the struggle with active investing is not, outperforming the market it's number one outperforming the market but number two outperforming the fees that i'm paying for that privilege so to speak you know if i'm constantly buying and selling because i can beat the s&p 500 i'm racking up fees so i have to i have to have a high enough return not just to outperform the s&p but to also make up for those fees i'm paying anywhere from two and a half to four percent a year easily um one of the most shocking numbers I think you've ever told me was that because of acting investing prior to 2008, the the average stock market return was, would you say, like 15 percent? Well, but we had a run for 10 years. The average market return overall was 11.1. 11.1. But the average investor return was 2 percent. Yep. Because they kept buying and selling, trying to follow the market. Yep. And so and, and folks, this is not um a hypothetical this is these are statistical facts i yeah, mean you can go go online good and look at yourself and, and and i'm amazed why people um why do they still do it well they just i mean if, if you investigate <laughs> and look at it and realize um what the facts are not not my opinion not um but what the facts are and yet they still do it uh just just blows my mind yeah. It goes back again to what we talked about last week, having an investment philosophy. Uh, if you don't have a philosophy, you're just going to do whatever your person tells you to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if you don't have any belief about or why you believe what you believe, you're just you're going to follow the next trend. And that's that's a lot of what active investing is, is, oh, this is the hot new thing. And so I'm, I need to hop on the bandwagon. No, not really. I mean, it's uh, by doing that, you've already missed it. And this is this is really interesting. One of the, the this is from Forbes, too. Um, uh, one of the one of my research materials. Um one of the advantages to active, active investing, according to this, is flexibility in volatile markets. Uh, the active investor has the potential to move to a defensive position or holding during down markets to prevent catastrophic losses. And I suppose that's true, but I don't really see how that's an advantage over passive investing because it's it's just as easy to do that in passive. But um, well, I mean, you've got the same versatility with passive. If you want to get out and move around, you can. We just advise you not to. Yeah. Um, um, you, I mean, you can passive a, a passive investment approach does not lock you into anything. You can no. do whatever you want to, but the whole philosophy um, is that you buy and hold it. So I guess the, I guess they're saying that the buy and hold strategy kind of locks you in. But the whole point behind it is that okay, through a down market or an up market, I'm going to hold this this investment, and overall, it's going to go up. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing. This is also really interesting. You know, that the question is, should you, should you ever pick an active investing style? Because all the research points to no, that passive outperforms almost all the time. Uh, and, um, you know, there's obviously, I'm sure there's some very specific situations where you would pick active, but this article says that people that are looking for wealth preservation should pick active investing. Um, I don't, 
I I could not disagree with that more, and I don't understand the logic behind it at all. Investors who favor preserving wealth over growth could benefit from active investing styles. An active strategy might well serve someone close to retirement who lacks the time to recover from large losses. I guess they're saying if you're active and... And you and, win, and their mind, well, no, in their mind, that uh, you're into bonds at that point or something like that. That's uh, and and what we, you know, when we have the the, the passive approach we use <clears throat> has ten distinct portfolios, uh, from very aggressive to very conservative. And as you uh, get into age or get closer to your investment goal, we start scaling down your risk. And here's the cool thing: when you're in a passive portfolio. If you go in and completely redo it, so to speak, go uh, go from a very aggressive to a very conservative, there's no there's no fee. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, you 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 didn't incur any, any fees. Whereas if you did that with a uh, active portfolio, you're going to pay those fees out of yin yang. Yeah. And this is this is kind of an interesting thing. One of the when I was kind of getting ready for this, prepping, getting some information, a lot of every article I read talked about a combination strategy, which I thought was really interesting of using active and passive together, and I thought. That that's interesting, and this one is saying that, uh, basically saying that a um, the people who are investors who use an active portfolio can hedge against downswings during a bull market. I don't really know what how those two go together, but I like what they say here that um, you know we talk about the thrill of investing, the the risk that comes with it. Um, you can have a small active piece of your portfolio that you're kind of buying and selling to scratch that itch to, to kind of get rid of the, the urge to go crazy with it, which I, which I, and and I do agree with that. But, um, again, all the, all this comes back to what's your philosophy? What do you believe? Why are you investing money and how do you invest the money? And they all need to play well together. Um, if you're somebody that just can't stand the boring, uh, slow and steady. All right, you need to find somebody that then then you believe in active investing. I, I think that's a, a grave mistake on anyone's part. But um, I mean, you need to find you, you need to come up with an investment philosophy that matches that, and find somebody that will help you attain that. Uh, if you find them, please let me know because I would I would also like to invest with them if if they know how to beat the market with passive with active investing. But um, you just need you need to come up with you need to come up with these goals and these strategies. Uh, and it was funny when I was when I was reading for this, and I, I keep talking about Warren Buffett, but he keeps coming up, and and he sort of kind of knows what he's talking about. Um, Warren Buffett put out a bet. Um, let me see when I can find what it was. He put out a, a an open challenge to a number of hedge funds and, and mutual fund companies, uh, half a million dollars that no so-called investment pro with any of these hedge funds could pick at least five of their hedge funds and beat out the S&P 500. And so not one person took him up on it for a couple of years. And then a guy took him up on it. The S&P compounded 7.1%. The funds selected by the individual 2.2%. Mm-hmm. And he, and I mean, he cut the bet off halfway through because he said, I've, he said, I'm, I'm done. He said, I've lost. So, Again, I don't like to follow trends, but if Warren Buffett doesn't believe in this stuff, I'm probably more than likely, you know, I'm, I don't, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't like to follow trends, but Mr. Buffett sort of kind of knows what he's talking about, I think. I mean, he's done pretty well for himself, I guess. So if Warren Buffett doesn't believe in this stuff, but anyway, so let, let's recap real quick. We're kind of winding now. What do, what do we at the Journeys Group believe? We believe in efficient markets, that markets go up, markets go down. Overall, they go up. And over your lifetime, they will go up. Number two, 
minimize fees. We have talked about that until we'll, and we will continue to talk about it until we're blue in the face. But you, the way to make money in a portfolio is to buy a good investment for your, for your, where you are in life and to hold it to minimize fees so that more of your return is going into your pocket. Number three, slow and steady wins the race. Kind of comes back to that passive model that this is going to be incredibly boring. But if it, but if it gets you to the finish line, why do you care? Number four, a portfolio is a living, breathing beast, just like the stock market. It's something that should be um, monitored and maintained. So don't just leave it to your person to take a look at this stuff. Obviously, it's their job to do that. But <coughs> excuse me, make sure you're taking a look at this stuff periodically. Make sure that you know what's going on with your portfolio so that you know, okay, where am I on the plan? Where am I on the roadmap? Am I still on track? Do I need to make some changes? Um it's 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 just not that hard. It just takes a little bit of work to get this stuff established. Um, if you have questions about this, if you need some help with any of this or want to challenge any of this, give us a call, 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. I'd be glad to sit down with you, uh, help you come up with your philosophy to kind of figure out what you believe and to, to build a plan for you and help you help you attain those goals that you that you have been trying to attain. Because again, it's just it folks, it's just not that hard. Uh, it takes a little bit of discipline and some good habits, but it is not this excuse me, this magic unattainable goal that only the super wealthy can attain. So, any final thoughts? No, I just um, <clears throat> the do your homework. Know what you're trying to achieve. Um, and, and be as specific as you can stop being vague and, um, um, and let's get together and, 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 and get things right for you. Probably you missed the number one overall in philosophy of the journeys group, by the What's way, that? God is in charge. Indeed. Yeah. And what a great way to end the show. Yeah. Hear the music in my ear. So we better head on out of here and I can't think of a better way to end the show. Uh, appreciate you letting us hang out with you today. hope you have a great rest of your week and we look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking, Taking care, care of business. business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.